This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, I don't know if you noticed whenever you were turning things on on the board, if um, things were a little messed up. Yes, they were. Kirsten came down here twice in the last week, and she is obsessed with our soundboard. It has like all these little slider things and lights and buttons, and she stands up on the chair and she ha- puts her face in the microphone, and she messes with all of those things. I don't uh, know if you've seen funny. her doing it. No, it's, I haven't. It is the cutest thing. But I was like, "Oh, I think you're changing all the settings." It's okay. It wasn't that bad. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about making it easier. I think that it is easy for us to overcomplicate things. The irony of that, and I just want to share some areas of my life where I have learned to simplify and simplicity can be a superpower. So we're going to talk more about that. I thought it'd be great kind of as we're starting a new year. It's been an eventful week. Again, we got snow again, and this time it was a pretty significant amount of snow. Yeah, about four to six inches, depending on where you lived. And for this area, that's a lot. So everything shuts down and kids were out of school, which I know those of you who live in like Minnesota or something find that hilarious. But you have to remember here, we do not have the equipment to be able to- Or the wherewithal. Prep the the roads (laughs) 
and then to clear off the roads. And so, especially, I mean, some of the main streets will be cleared off, but all the side streets and stuff. And then you add in the fact that a lot of people here don't know how to drive in snow. Well, in the hills. It's just safer to stay home. So we stayed home for two days, which was really fun um, because we got to watch a few things, Jesse. We started the next season of Amazing Race, which is a show that we have loved for years. And they took a hiatus because of COVID. The show that it's season 33, I believe, and they actually stopped the show because of COVID, and then started it back up again months later. So um, Silas and I are especially real big fans of the show, and so we are going to watch the next episode, uh, hopefully tonight. I think because the one that you stopped at was where they suspended the show, right? This this next episode, they're going to, they teased that oh, they were that's suspended. What I saw. But what okay. I want to figure out is how are they coming back yeah. after months? Um, that'll be interesting. But because we're not traveling right now due to COVID... <laughs> It's just kind of fun to get to watch a show that, you know, especially since we have done some international traveling, sometimes we'll be like, oh, we were there. And that's, it's really uh-huh. cool. We also, Jesse, you and I watched another show that we haven't finished because the season hasn't all come out, but Meddling. Yep. That's fascinating. It is the show of the Olympics where the figure skaters were awarded, the Russian figure skaters were awarded gold when everyone believed that the Canadian skaters should have gotten gold. And so it's the story behind that. And um, that was the, what Olympics was that? I'm not completely sure. 2000 something, I think. I think it was Salt Lake City. It was 2002. Okay. Um, I remember watching it live. Um, so I, I got quite invested in it and then it was just this little huge letdown of like, what? So it's, it's very fascinating when it's kind of, it feels like it's part of my history because I watched it live. Uh-huh. Um, but there's a lot I don't know about the story. So it's, um, it's a documentary. I think it's on Peacock. Is that? Yeah. And it's just really interesting. The juxtaposition of, of the Western, uh, figure skating philosophy versus the Eastern figure skating philosophy and kind of how those conflict and that would kind of plays front and center with the results of the, of that particular Olympic decision. And I honestly, I really, I haven't studied it enough to even know how it ends up. So it's kind of fun to watch it and not know the ending. Uh-huh. Probably a lot of people do because you've, you know, read the articles or something, but um, so that was interesting. So we would, I would recommend, I mean, obviously we haven't finished either show cause they haven't had all the episodes come out, but so far I would recommend both of them and amazing race. You can watch it either live on NBC, right? I think so. <laughs> um, yeah. Or it's, Peacock. it's available on Paramount or, um, Is it Paramount or yes, Peacock? no, it's Paramount it's CBS, not NBC. Uh, okay. Sorry. CBS and then Paramount. You can watch it, um, but that is a paid subscription. I think it's six ninety nine a month. Unless you, unless you have Xfinity, you can get a free membership. And then um, Amazon also has it. But Amazon, we tried to get it off of Amazon, and they didn't have the sound. They had like <laughs> it one. Really interesting. They had half a soundtrack, but they didn't have the speaking soundtrack. So I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's some technical terms for that, but it was very fascinating because they would have like the the music. But and, there and, was no speaking. And the sound effects. Yes. So you, it was really cool where you, you, 
you think, oh, this is what it sounds like. No, they, they put that there. Yeah, it's weird because you, you realize how subconsciously they kind of mess with you. Like they, they build things up uh-huh. and they create suspense and all that with the soundtracks that you don't even realize yeah. are there. So that was really fascinating, but we wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of boring. <laughs> no speaking, but hopefully they were getting it fixed because it had all one stars and everyone's saying, um, need to get my money back because there's no voice on here. What's saving my life this week? This is something that has been something we've loved for months and months and months. And I just realized I never talked about it on the podcast. And that is Four Little Sparrows bows for girls. Um, when Kirsten first started wearing bows, like the headband bows in her hair, um, this sweet woman on Instagram reached out and asked if she could send me some of her product. She's just a, you know, she has a little um, shop and she sent them to me and we loved them and have gotten many more since then because now they have clips and she sells scrunchies and lots of um, fun things, but they have them glittery. Um, We got ones for Christmas that were in Christmas themes and her prices are very reasonable. It's all handmade. You're supporting a um, mom who is a stay-at-home mom. And um, so it's four little sparrows bows and we would highly recommend them and she will custom make them for you. So if you want specific colors, you want something very specific, she will do custom orders as well. So we'll link to that in the show notes. What's saving my life is so thoughtful. I don't know. I I have no idea where this is going, but you have a smirk on your face. So I have a feeling there's something with sarcasm. I just thank you so much for the anniversary gift. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, I just don't know how to explain it, how to explain it. You just yeah. have no words. I have no words. Just speechless. I ordered you an anniversary gift. I promise you. I, I still don't you, think you did. I promise you. But it hasn't come in yet. I'm sure it was the snow because it was supposed to come in sure. before our anniversary and it has not showed up yet. So I'm sure it was the snow because uh-huh. I was on the ball. Probably I, on a ship. I did not last right minute. Now. I did not last minute go into 1-800-Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did write me a poem with my flowers. So hey. that counts for a lot. Gift that keeps on giving. But yes, I did order you something. And once it comes in, we will have to report back because I think it's something you'll actually want to share about on the podcast. And it's like taken so long for it to come in. I feel like you've probably built this up and it's not really anything that's a big deal, but I just thought it was a little something you'd like, but we'll see if it actually comes in. Well, I finished an audiobook this past week and it was called The Way It Should Be by Christina Suzanne Nelson. And it was recommended to me by a follower. And I happened to see that it was on Libby and I got the impression based on a few things that she said that it was probably something about foster care, which I always enjoy. And I really haven't read, I'm trying to think if I've read any fiction books on foster care. I think everything that I've read on foster care has been more like memoir or nonfiction. So this was a really fascinating work of fiction that wove in the stories of a biological mom and who was in a very abusive situation and also uh, struggling with addiction, who had her children taken away from her. And then her children were put in a kinship placement 
with her sister, who she's estranged from. And what I really appreciated about this is it wove in so many different emotions and really honest and raw feelings on all parties. Um, I think it did a really fantastic job of addressing the struggles that biological parents go through, what it's like to have your kids taken from you, and what it's like to really struggle with an addiction. But also then on the flip side, what it's like to be a foster parent and the emotional roller coaster that that is and how it's hard because you want to cheer for the biological parents, but then you also struggle with anger and you struggle with frustration. And then it also wove in some of the real struggles of, you know, child protective services and just the system and that they're it's flawed and it's not perfect. And I just appreciated the way that it was done because I felt like for people who haven't been very exposed to foster care, who aren't foster parents, but who are interested, like what is it like to be a foster parent or what is it like to have your children taken away from you and struggle? Or what is it like to be the biological parent? And what is it like to walk in both shoes? I just felt like this is a really valuable book when it comes to that. I thought that some of the character development could have been improved upon. Um, There wasn't a lot of depth with certain characters, but overall, I really enjoyed it. I got it um, for free on Libby. So hopefully your library has it if you're interested. Again, it was called The Way It Should Be, and we will link to that in the show notes. So some of you know that I am currently in the process of finishing up my next book. And this book is about using time wisely and intentionally. And it's from a very holistic perspective and an in-the-trenches perspective. And I'm really, really excited about it and really excited to get to share more in the coming months because it's a topic I'm very passionate about. But one of the sections that I share in the book is this concept of how we can overcomplicate our life and we can make things so much harder than they need to be. A question that I oftentimes ask myself is, how can I make this easier? What can I do to simplify this? And I think sometimes we just kind of keep doing the same thing we've always done because we've gotten in this rut and we make things much more difficult than they need to be. So asking myself, how can I make this easier? And then looking actively for practical ways to do that. So just some examples that I came up with, I wear the same outfits over and over again. Wait, wait, wait. You do wash them though. I do wash them. Yes, that's good. That, that, that's, we should very, clarify that. I'm not saying, point. I'm not saying lose your hygiene <laughs> at the altar of making things easier, but I find clothes I like that fit well and that I feel comfortable in, and then I just wear them basically until they wear out. This happens all the time where I've worn something so much that it desperately needs to be gotten rid of. I don't like shopping, so I think that helps play into this, that once I found something that I like, it's like there's no point in replacing it until it really needs to be replaced. And um, the other thing, this goes along with it, but I wear the same five makeup products and do my makeup the same every single day. I also basically always wear my hair the same way. I wash it once a week 
and I style it the same way. And then for five days, I wear it down straight because it basically takes no time at all to do. And then the last two days when it's kind of got some, I hate to say grease, but um, it will stay up in a blob better because it, mm-hmm. um, yes, has, it's needing, getting ready to, Which is oily. to be it's oily. oily. That's a, yeah. but that's the word I was looking for. When your hair is a little bit oily, it stays up better. So I'll put it up. I call it a blob, but just kind of put it up on the top of my head. Do that for two days and then start the process over again. Well, and and that was brought by trial and error. Because I remember a long time ago when you would spend a ton of time fussing with your hair. Mm-hmm. And it just, it got were too much for you and you didn't like spending all that time. And when it'd get messed up with humidity and all sorts of stuff. So I would curl it, it and I would try different styles and I... And I would try different ways of cutting it. And I mean, it was very common for me to spend 30 to 45 minutes on my hair Uh every single day. And then I would be frustrated with how it turned out. And so just kind of finding what works, finding the products that work. And now, I mean... Same thing with makeup. I feel like it's very uncommon if I spend more than three minutes on my hair, um, except for on the day that I wash it. And... With makeup, same thing, just takes me a few minutes. Same thing with clothes. It's just kind of finding what works and then sticking with it. Kind of reminds me of the Steve Jobs thing where he had a closet full of black shirts. He found the black shirts he liked and he ordered a ton of them. And just had that's his all uniform. He Another thing is we keep meals really simple. We eat leftovers one night a week. We get takeout once a week. And the other five dinners are usually something really quick and easy. Something that we love, but that doesn't require a lot of thought or time to prep. And that just works well. Um, I was just answering a question on Instagram from someone saying, you know, she just always is tired and so she doesn't want to cook. And I think for me, making it easy then makes it easy to eat at home. And that saves us a lot of money. And these things, all of them, they kind of save money too, because you're simplifying and in doing so, then you're spending less money. We don't have many toys. And this is one thing that for years, people have always been so confused. You know, we'll have people over to their house, to our house and they're like, where are the toys? And our kids just haven't been big into lots of toys that I think it started because when Catherine was born, our firstborn, we were in this little tiny basement apartment and we didn't have space to have a lot of toys and Mm -hmm. to have a lot of things. I mean, we just didn't even have space to have a lot of baby things. And so we just had kind of the bare bones basics and we had this little cabinet in our living room. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. Where that was where the toys went. Like it was just a little side table that opened up that's where the toys went. And so it's like, if it didn't fit in there, we couldn't have it. And so we've expanded, um, you know, beyond the little side table, but still our kids just have always kind of found stuff to do. They love Legos. They love audiobooks, They love doing active things um, outside. And so it just simplifies our life because I don't have to always be picking up all these toys and tripping over all these toys and, you know, just having this mess of toys. Another simple thing that we do is to have the older kids in charge of many aspects of their life. And this can be kind of controversial when I've talked about this online, but it just, it works for our family. I think so often we don't give our kids the ability to kind of step up 
and show what they're capable of. Like we don't recognize their capabilities. Mm -hmm. And so things like homework, we don't check what they're supposed to be doing. That's their responsibility to stay on top of. They need help. They will come to us. They know that, but it's, they're on their own to kind of make sure that they get things turned in. Um, obviously, if we get a report card that says that someone's struggling in an area, we're going to mm-hmm. ask them about that. And we'll follow up and we'll, know, we'll rectify it. And just encourage them with some different ways that they can work on that. But we're not going to be kind of micromanaging their homework. They, in the mornings, they're in charge of their own breakfast, getting out the door, the girls with their work schedules. And we have them talk with the teacher, school administrator, if there's an issue. We really try to encourage them to handle it on their own. And we rarely ever step in. We will give them a lot of counsel and guidance. We'll pray with them. But having them be the one to learn to have those difficult conversations, to, you know, talk to them about an issue, to come and bring a concern. I think it's an important life skill. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've not really had any issues with it. And then having them handle their own money and um, purchases and just really our heart with all of this is, you know, it's not just like, well, we want to make our life easier. It does make our life easier. It does simplify things. But it, I feel like it, most importantly, we want to raise adults, not dependent kids. So teaching them from a young age to be independent and self-sufficient, and then slowly giving them opportunities to practice that, it allows us to just be here to love and guide them. Mm-hmm. And so that we're alongside them, but we're not overseeing every little detail of their life. And I really feel like it frees us up to focus on enjoying them and having fun with right. them. We have the space to do that instead of managing all the details of their lives. Um, another simple thing, we have a donate bin in the garage. Anytime there's an item that we no longer need, love, or use, just take it straight to that donate bin and put it in there. That way it's not just sitting in the corner and we're like, oh, we should get rid of that. Oh, I was going to donate that. Oh, that doesn't fit anymore. Just put it out there. And the other thing is it usually stays in the garage for a few weeks, sometimes a month or two before it actually gets donated. So for people who are thinking, well, what if you decide that you need it? We have a few weeks to figure out, can we live without it? Are we fine without it? I, I we rarely ever go and get things back out of the donate bed. Another thing for work is that I avoid work-related meetings and phone calls whenever possible. I get a lot of requests from companies that are pitching things, like they want me to partner with them, they want me to promote something, um, they just want to get my feedback on something, and they usually always want to have a phone call. And I realized after saying yes to some of these that I would sit on the phone for 30 minutes. And within the first three minutes, I would know this is a no, but I don't want to be rude and be like, uh, guys, no, 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 we're, I'm out. A lot of times phone calls turn into a waste of time. Yes. And so now I say, if you could send me more details via email and I'll consider it. And if we feel like it's a good possibility, we'll have a phone call. And this eliminates (laughs) probably... 95 to 97% of our meetings. And then it means that when we actually have a work phone call or meeting, it's for something very specific that we feel like this 
is a very viable option. It's probably 90% we're going to say yes. And we need to have that meeting to hammer out some things. And this also allows me to get a lot more focused work done during my work hours because I could spend a lot of time on meetings and phone calls. And then we've talked about this in another podcast about my email management system and going through emails daily and trying to basically be to inbox zero every day. So we can link to that episode in the show notes. And then one more thing, I actually have an entire post on this, how I eliminate 99% of the paper piles. Cause I know paper is something that for a lot of people, just the piles of paper that come into your home can be overwhelming and it can just kind of zap your energy and it can just feel like, I don't know what to do with all these papers. So I have a post, we'll link to that in the show notes, but just having systems for taking care of papers as soon as they come in the door, mail, school papers, all of that, filing what needs to be filed, writing down dates and reminders on Google Calendar, recycling the rest, it just eliminates a lot of stress or looking for things, trying to find things, the time that that would take to just instead have a really good system. So these are just a few ideas. Obviously, a lot of these probably wouldn't wouldn't work for you because every family is in a different season. You have a different personality. But I just want to challenge you with giving you some practical ideas of what works for me. How can you make things easier? How can you simplify, come up with simple solutions so that you can free up time and energy to focus on what matters most? Asking yourself, how can I make this easier for me? And what can I do to simplify this for me? And if you'll notice, I put for me at the end because you need to examine what works for you, how you can apply this idea to your home, what is best for your own family. But I hope that it inspires you with some ideas and I'd love to hear from you. How do you keep life simple? How do you simplify? How do you make things easier? How is simplicity a superpower in your life? As always, we love hearing from you. Send me an email, crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Have a great week. Keep it simple. And we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.